This is Dustin Five Star. And Maria. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the Oversell, Oversell Podcast. Podcast. It is episode 25, and I'm talking to Josh McLean and Sassy Steffi. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. My name is Josh McLean, special guest. How are you? <laughs> and we're here to talk a little professional wrestling. For those that don't yeah, know buddy. my guest, he's one of the hardest working men in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Memphis Flyer, he was voted one of the best comedians in Memphis. Josh McLean. Josh, we really thank you for coming on. Hey, thank you, buddy. How you doing, Derek? Oh, I'm... I'm surviving, doing great, man. I, I, I think this is going to be a fun Long time listener, episode. first time host. Yeah. <laughs> it's, nice to, it's nice to be. It's nice. I'm not going to mark out. I'm not going to mark out. I'm uh, not going to mark out. There's nothing to mark out on this show. I'm in the Sanctum Sanctorum. Uh, the, I'm at the place where all the other episodes have been done. But it's legit. I love this podcast, so it means a whole lot for me to be on this. This is fantastic. Uh, we, I appreciate that. We thank you for I appreciate that. saving that. So let's get into some wrestling talk this yeah, weekend. Buddy. There yeah, was, buddy. I there love was, it. All professional, just right to the oh, point. Man. No, no BSing for no, you, buddy. Dude, no BSing I, for hey, Derek. There's a lot of wrestling to talk about, man. There's I, a lot of I, shit going on. We got. We had in a weekend full mm-hmm. of wrestling. Mm-hmm. You, for those that don't know, you uh, do you run the show? Do you? What do you do with Oakal in the Oklahoma? Okay, Oklahoma Wrestling. I am the announcer. And that's about it. I mean, I, as far as run the show, meaning the host of the whole right, show, right, yeah. Because yeah. I end up, I, 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 I've gotten in this unbelievably lucky position in Oklahoma to where uh, it's its own monster. It's its own thing. It's a small town indie wrestling thing, right? So I, I, I know half the people in there know me, and I know them at this point. I've been doing it for almost a year now, and mm-hmm. and I, I host of it, and they let me. I kind of, I, I kind of commentate throughout the night, not like. Not like I don't. I make a point of it's not like like Jr. commentary. I don't want. I'm not calling the match mm-hmm. or anything like that. But when something hurts, I go, "Holy crap, that looks like it hurt." You know what I mean? So, I, I help sell. Well, if yeah, we're going so, to break it down because I don't talk about this kind of stuff on 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 uh, the KO Radio Show. There you go. That I did boom. earlier today with Eric Wayne. First, hey, you first put a plug Rick Rude. Show. First, you, I know, right? You, we talked. You did a Rick Rude. You Two did shows one day. Kiampo, whatever yeah, he was yeah, with NXT. Tommaso yeah, Tommaso That's yeah, it. Yeah, Kiampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just you're in the same league as those guys it's, now. It's just timing. It's time, <laughs> timing. Not, I'm not even anywhere near the league talent. Tommaso Chompasson, <laughs> much less the ravishing one. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, we don't really break fourth wall type stuff like that. But yes, I uh, I like I enjoy putting it over. Like mm-hmm. that's ha- part of my my job as a host in anything. Not just in wrestling, but in anything, is to put over the night. Right. You know what I mean? To 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 add to, not not become a. I don't even consider myself. A, I mean, I am a part of the show, but by no means am I anything extra. I, you know what I am? When you, if you have a happy birthday cake, right? If someone takes the extra step and puts those edible diamonds on the cake, that's me. Oh, okay. I'm the edible diamonds <laughs> that make it just a little more badass when it was already badass. So you that, don't, that's how I look at it because we run a pretty solid show. So you don't do like you're not technically doing Jr. commentary. You just no, not at all. I, 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 I react the way a fan would react. It's okay. exactly what I do. I try whenever the fan goes, you know, and and uh, and it's interesting because I end up turning. It, I'm kind of a character in the show now too because if I'm a if if I'm just hosting, I'm not. Uh, let's say I was hosting and I did remark. It's got to be impartial. 
You know what I mean? I can't mm-hmm. be for one or the other. Right. And and I don't play by that rule <laughs> at all. <laughs> at all. I pick whoever the fuck I want. Dude, I put over the fucking ref. Oh, Our wow. ref is my boy, Blue. <laughs> and I started saying, you're my boy, Blue. And I swear to God, I got people saying it with me now. Nice. You know what I mean? Because who yeah. puts over the ref? The ref never, ever gets any props. Ever. He's the most invisible. And they're like any good ref. A good ref is an invisible ref. That's right. But... I want him invisible during the match, but not before. I believe everybody deserves their boo or their clap, depending on what it is, because it's fucking wrestling, and it's That's awesome. Great. You know what I mean? That's great. I, I love it. Well, tell us a little bit about what happened out there. Well, last all, let's see. The, this last Saturday in Oklahoma was a – we've been building up to we, – we build up – it's only a monthly show. Right. So it's, it's almost like a – we try and view it like – I, I'm not going to speak for anybody else in the show. That's not that's not my place. I am not a wrestler, I, and I don't want to get the shit beat out of me next time I go to our shows. But everybody <laughs> looks at those shows as like it's the pay-per-view of the month. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? No right. matter what other places they wrestle and all that kind of stuff, there's a certain vibe of that room with that crowd because it's the whole fucking town. Right. You know and what I mean? Like the whole town comes out, you know? And so it's, it's, a, regular, it's a regular thing. So it's a different kind of vibe. But it's uh, last, last month we had... We had, let's see, we have the total knockouts as our tag team. They played singles. Uh, we had an intergender match with uh, 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 Bam Bam Bundy, I believe his name is, or Dudley. God, I'm going to uh, feel terrible that I, I got that wrong. I should have looked. I should have. I didn't write anything down because I wasn't expecting you to give me the list. But, the, and, and everything That's was good because it is all the time. Like, and I'm not just trying to put us over, but like one of the reasons I've stayed, I drive two hours the first of every month to mm-hmm. host for a couple hours for not very much money. But it's fine. I'm the host. I do not deserve. Compared to what the guys put right. on in the ring. You know what I mean? I get covered in my gas money, and a little bit extra, I take my payout in cheeseburgers. That's cool. Because the cheeseburgers there are, we have by far the best concession stand. Nothing against anybody else's, <laughs> nobody else's, but we have the best concession stand in the South. It's just the way it is. So, uh, but last uh, last week we had, uh, let's see, Poker Face and... Uh, Rodney Mack. Rodney, oh, holy shit, man. Like it's really easy for me to be jaded because I see this every month. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and 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 I don't I don't I don't know I don't like messing with the wrestlers because as much as I am a part of the show, I am not a wrestler. I am not the fact that they let me in the dressing room is unbelievable to me. I know yeah. what a huge deal that is letting an outsider in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even from a school or from family or anything in that. So the fact that they're cool to me is unreal. So I like to let them. I keep space unless I am a part of something. I don't want to know about it. Right. Because that helps with how well, I react yeah, that, yeah. out there with the crowd and whatnot. That's, you know what I mean? That's just like JR. JR. He never. Yeah. He didn't. I don't want to know. Right. It makes it all much. It makes it so much realer. Unless I'm about to have to almost take a bump. Then you better <laughs> fucking tell me ahead of time. <laughs> you know? But, uh, uh, but Mr. Mac and Mr. Face, I don't know if that works, but that we're going to yeah, go with that. Right, yeah. They went out there and it was wrestling. I mean, it was a fucking 20 minute onslaught nice. and not in a spot fest kind of way right like it was like oh you can do that well fuck you i can do this ladies and gentlemen there's gonna be a lot of cussing for the rest of this episode hey, we got the explicit tags okay so. good 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 <laughs> but uh, uh it was like and it wasn't even like i'm gonna top you with the crowd mm-hmm. you're gonna pull this over on me well i'm gonna pull it because you can totally tell that was not i mean there may have been some spots planned but by no means you know what i mean by no means was it any kind of planned out right of, it was old school when a when a because poker is already one of the best indie local wrestlers that we have. Yeah, I would put him in the yes. top two or three, depending on arguably who your three are. Doesn't matter. He's in that top three. No, almost no matter who you ask here in town, I would say, especially if you're if you're someone who doesn't just pay attention to the 
the one area. You know what I mean? Unless you just if you pay attention to more than wildfire. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? If you pay attention to more than because that's the way I look at Memphis. Memphis, your wildfire is basically the WWE of the town. You know what I mean? Arguable. It's arguable, but I'm just saying as far as names. Right. You have Lawler attached to it. Nobody else has fucking true. Lawler attached That's to true. it. You know what I mean? That's true. And on That's that true. meaning alone. Uh, so anybody outside of that circumference, if you have any knowledge of that world in any way, shape, or form, poker's in your top three, hands down, without missing a beat. And then Rodney Mack is an old-school badass who proves that even if you're not in the spotlight, you you still have the game. You know what I mean? He brought it up. Is he still jacked? I mean, he brought He's one of the most intimidatingly nice men you've ever met. Like, I've never met someone who was so nice to me who I, it scared me even more. You know what I mean? Like, like somehow I had gone out with his daughter years ago and messed her over or something and never met her dad. And this guy's been like, wait, he's just waiting. And he's going to be the sweet. He's going to help you fix your car. He's going to be really nice to you. He's going to tell you you did a good job when you did. He told me I did a good fucking job. There is no reason for a seasoned professional wrestler to have to acknowledge anything of what I did as form of respect. No way. I am at the bottom of the fucking pecking order, maybe above the guy that sweeps up. Maybe. You know what I mean? I don't put the ring together. I have never put a ring together in my entire life. Ever, and on that fact alone, I will always be an outsider. If not, not even counting everything else, mm-hmm. but for that one alone, plus many others, I will never be one of them. You know what I mean? No matter how mm-hmm. nice everybody is to me at the end, you know what I mean? Right. So the fact that he acknowledges in any way, shape, or form that I even exist is just holy shit. <laughs> and then to see the, to get that, and then see what they did out there. I mean, the crowds were was completely on their feet. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and then after that, we had uh, 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 the old dream killer, Eric Wayne, mm-hmm. you know, your co-host, my co-host for KO Radio, uh, get the shit beat out of him by my boy, the Beast Judas, oh. who may be the most underrated wrestler in the entire South. If you ask me, I'm biased. I'm biased because he's my boy. Right. But like he's he's our uh, bro- he's 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 the South Brock Lesnar. Yeah, hands down. I, you know I, what I mean? Dan's told me if not Rhino back in his prime. If right. you take Rhino back in his absolute prime. But even not that, like, like there's just so many. The, it, if he keeps his body together and someone wakes the fuck up, there's going to be so much money to be made around here. It's not even funny. You know what I mean? Because there's yeah. nothing like him. There is absolutely nobody like him. There's, there's different. There's, and there you could say that about a lot of Memphis wrestlers. That's one of the cool things about Memphis being a hub for breeding wrestlers for 50 years now. Yep. You know, even now with it, not even even now, it, it's a very certain kind of asshole. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, like, and Quentin's just one of those dudes, and Judas is just one of those guys that you love to hate, just love to hate him or hate to love. Him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just I've, it's fantastic. And those guys went. 45 minutes oh wow all through every wow. inch and it was old school memphis wrestling and then they took it in the balcony nice and then eric literally almost got thrown over the edge <laughs> which i may or may not have been a spot <laughs> to be perfectly honest because like everybody was like there, it went past the point of me being like a mark you know or being a smart mark behind knowing what's going on to where i was just like i don't want to take him to the fucking hospital tonight <laughs> i'm gonna be that guy who's gotta do it i'm his partner i'm his radio boy uh, I really didn't want to do that, but it was a. Uh, it ended up being a great, great night that led up to the finale. Hopefully, of what this will be, because I don't want to see him have to do this again. This will be the, the next month, uh, November seventh, and Oklahoma is going to be the the final of that. With uh, they're doing a ladder match, they're putting a belt. Eric got the belt stripped from him at the end of that match, and uh, we're putting it up on a chair, and it's going to be a ladder match. Or putting it up on a, a rope, I guess, or whatever the fuck. Cool. And it, it's going to be a ladder match, and that's going to be that's going to be sick. 
that's going to be another one of those where I'm going to call it and I'm going to be like, well, Kara, start the car. As soon as this is over, we're getting the fuck out of here because I'm not taking anybody to the hospital. I'm mean like that. I was like, you want me to drop you off? Sure. I will I will drop you off like you're an OD dex girlfriend wow. in a friggin' heartbeat. But... uh. <laughs> that almost went, went that almost went right by you. Almost. It almost went by and it caught him at the back of his head. Oh, ladies oh, and gentlemen, man. I I look forward. I I love the idea of making Derek as red his, <laughs> his beautiful pro wrestling hall of fame, Memphis, Tennessee. Shout out to Dustin you know, Starr. I know he's real yeah, behind man. the pro. I, I, it's a great idea. Yeah, a great idea. That was my Sunday. It, it, that was my Sunday. We, and, I, and we got to hang out yeah, for parts man, of, I, it sucked I had to work no. the whole time. We really couldn't hang out a whole lot, but the uh uh the uh Save the Coliseum uh, Roundhouse Revival. Yeah. Part two, That's uh, with a lot of wrestling this time. Last time we had Lawler and Dundee versus two guys from Nashville. Right. I can't remember their the actual Coliseum, names. Yeah, but the Coliseum Crushers. Crushers, yes, which was a great out-of-nowhere gimmick with right. no having, you know right. what I mean, with no pre-show of any kind or any of that kind of crap. Uh, I, watching, watching, that, watching that one of, the, that one of those, one of those college, uh take the first bump. You right? Yeah, we're just. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, okay, watching the Coliseum Crushers take that uh that first bump on that uh that uh, ring that had been out in the sun in 150 de- 105 degree weather. Oh, I bet that felt All, great. Dude, everybody who had been working, like I caught this great moment where he landed on his back from a flip, and you just see him go ah, and he, it would look like he sold it, but it was really like oh, you just got burned. And sure enough, he gets yeah. up, his whole back oh. is bright red. Oh man, I'm not gonna lie. Part of me was like, I've been in that ring all damn day. I feel no sympathy for you, buddy. Yeah. I was smart enough not to not to take a bump in it. Uh, a lot of great. Uh, this is my first time seeing a lot of um, wildfire wrestling guys. Oh yeah, you're you're a, you're a, not not to make you a faction guy, but you the live wrestling you have a chance to go see on a regular basis is MEW. Right there you go. And well, uh, since this podcast, I'm learning a lot of a um, lot more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, you're you're so. getting around. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, the only reason I got around at all, I literally poker put me on a show. I went to see Judas the Beast uh, wrestle at a poker face show a year and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the places, one of the few places where those of us who are into comedy and really into wrestling really shine is at a live wrestling show. Because mm-hmm. I can call out some funny ass shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's one of those. I'd like to think I'm pretty good in that and that aspect at that time in that place. So uh, I got heard about it, and then Poker put me on. Uh, then Poker put me on his show to do stand up and warm the crowd up at the beginning. So, uh, but that said, that was that's where I met Eric mm-hmm. was from that show, and then uh, uh, so uh, from then on, Eric and I did the radio thing. So I, I got out around. But as soon as I got in the game, you find out because you go in thinking there's no wrestling in Memphis, and then you realize. Oh, there, yeah. there's an asshole. There's not a whole lot in the city of Memphis. There's like right. one or two, but in the in an hour and a half to two hours outside of Memphis, there is an asshole of wrestling out there. Right. You know, between Union City and Ripley, uh, Oklahoma, uh, uh, Selmer, uh, Selmer, uh, South Haven. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like two people in. There's two two companies in South Haven. If I'm not, if I'm right. not correct, you know what I mean. And and that's, then that's just what I know. You know what I mean? God knows what else is out there right there, you know. I was really impressed with what I saw from the Wildfire guys. Oh, yeah, dude. That was um, a good lineup. Precious. Precious, Precious. Man. That, Precious and Action Jackson. You know what I mean? Dude, and, Action. Know, anybody, we, anybody I don't mention, just so no one gets their feathers ruffled, I was working that entire day, so right. I don't remember everybody. But I Precious wrestled twice, and my wife came specifically to see Precious wrestle. Not her nice. husband hosting this big thing with a couple hundred people at, but uh, – it was a uh, it was man it was a great day. Uh, Star Star and Derek. D- yep, that was awesome. Um, uh, uh, the the promo that the Lawler that Karen well, and the Jerry well, Lawler put yeah. over that not everybody agreed with. Well, no, Leave not, it at that. Yeah, that you yeah. know what I mean? And like awesome. promos go, not right. everybody likes all of every one of them. But the match he had with 
Uh, R&D, I yeah, believe. R&D. Yep, Man, yeah. dude, that guy is a fucking I'm, great heel. I'm getting it on this show. Dude, he, he was fantastic. You is should it? get both of them. Uh, yeah. You know what I'd I mean? Yeah, that, would, that, would be, um, that would be a nice get. Who else wrestled? Um, think Maverick, dude. Maverick. That's, oh my god! Not bad. That, not bad. That dude is yeah. huge. Which wait? Which one was Maverick? The the American Gladiator dude. Yeah. Oh, dude, that guy's the guy that capital looks, he, J A C. He looks like Brackus from Best of the Best Two. <laughs> oh, what a pull! <laughs> a fucking Best of the Best Two pull. That has got to be one of the only Best of the Best Two references <laughs> in the last year in life. And no one ever, dude, I know that. Like, I haven't seen, I've seen one maybe once, but I've seen two like 15, 20 right. times because it was on HBO or Cinemax ad nauseum for like a summer or something. You probably the same summer you watched that shit. Probably. Oh, man. God. Oh, that was fantastic, Derek. You just made my day. Uh, well. Speaking of Jack, Dustin Starr was awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jackie Fargo's daughter. Yes. Got to get in the ring. That yeah, was a that nice was... piece of Memphis history, wrestling history. Not. I got to talk to Dustin and Marie after the show. Nice. Very, very cool. I bet extra- that was cool. You'll have them on the show again before it's over. Uh, right? Yeah, I'd like to. Yeah. I, I've got a plan of something. Nice. Um, nice. You are a schemer. Yeah, I'm uh, trying. And I'm Mr. Trying. Uh, did you get to see Mark James Table? The yes. Kind I, of unofficial I, Memphis I, Wrestling I got, Historian. Actually, I got a great book myself. I got the, uh, what is it, The World According to uh, uh, Dutch Mantel. Or Life According to Dutch Mantel. I, I got that, that book. That's going to be a Man, I can't wait. That's one of those I kind of want to wait till I get sick. So I'll sit down and read the whole fucking thing front right. to back because I'm I'm a TV watching asshole. There's so much wrestling. Yeah, I got this uh, book. It was the Memphis Wrestling History book, and it's just got like Ooh. a bunch of cards in it Ooh. from back in the day. And you should do results. like you should do a, res- a Memphis Wrestling History moment every episode. Thank you. You're very welcome. You can well, take that. How, we'll call it you have a book. I mean, literally, you yeah. just opened. And I mean, on and, and this was, it's the prime of Memphis wrestling, seventy to eighty five. Oh, dude, that's the money years. Yeah, yeah, that's all gold right there. So, had a really fun time Saturday night. I was at MEW. Nice. And that, one that, of these days, I'm going to go. It's nothing against the company. Friday is fucking an awful day for me to be. Oh with yeah, it. yeah. I'm I can gigging. imagine. It's the way it is. That's why you listen to but, us. So you that's get a, the dude. I I catch up on what's going on, <laughs> and from the way you talk about it, it's it's fantastic. Oh, I mean, it's it's a great show. I'll, I'll give those guys one thing. They are very uh. Very clever when it comes to using Facebook and just filling my entire feed with, with as many videos, videos as yeah. they possibly can, um, which is awesome and kind of annoying, which is exactly what you want it to be. That's not a dig on them in any way, shape, or form. No, 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 no. Letting everybody know that you're there and exist is job number one. You know well, what I mean? and, you, and you know how they're using it is they're using they're doing kayfabe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's good they're to trying see. Trying to bring it back nice old school kayfabe. Yeah, you see those videos and you're like, oh. <laughs> Shoots. All right. Works yeah, for me. It, you know what I mean? Great. Promos, not even shoots. Um, Chris Lex, Derek King, and Alan Steele were the main event yeah. for the Supreme Heavyweight uh-huh. title. And Chris Lex won the title. Uh-huh. I saw that. I saw that. And then at the end, Derek King gave him a super kick, and now Alan Steele and Derek King are a tag team called uh, DNA. DNA. Okay, that's that, what I was reading up yeah, on. Yeah. Nice, oh, nice. man. And hit, that place got hot. Chris Lex. Chris Lex is so over in MEW. Really? Really cool dude. I found out the guy I thought that was is not that guy. Oh, okay. I was so disappointed. <laughs> uh, for those of you at home, I sent Derek a message with a picture of Chris Rex, Chris Lex, and I was just like, dude, I think I've known Chris Lex for like ever. I think it's one of my old buddies. And we got kind of excited for a second. Yeah. Because I'm sure the first thing Derek was like, I've got it in. I can get him on the <laughs> <No>. show. <laughs> uh, he is. But, uh, but it's not him. And I was really disappointed about yeah. that, actually. 
Well, you went to school with Derek King, right? Oh yeah, I've known Derek King since high school. That's cool. He was uh, he has had the eye of the tiger for wrestling since I first met him. Right. I mean, this guy got together with a bunch of his other buddies, a bunch of the football players in high school, and rented a ring from Channel Five, set it up, and we all went and watched him wrestle. Oh, nice! And it was it was pretty smart when you look at it because like it was him and his buddies who all liked wrestling, but Derek's the only one who really, really wanted to be one. Mm-hmm. So like he looked better than any, he looked like a fucking rock star in compared right. to all of his buddies. I can believe it. Yeah, dude, that was one of my favorite days. I don't know if I ever told him that. Like that's ha- absolutely one of my absolute favorite memories of my childhood. Cool. That's like top five. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I didn't have a great childhood, but that's that's not <laughs> oh, Derek's fault. No, that's, um, <laughs> I got to see Action Jackson. He was at oh, MEW. Love Ab- oh, he did. That's he who was, was at. He was at the Coliseum Coalition show. He uh, he tagged with Brandon Chosen Myers. Nice, nice. And uh, Tattoo. Nice. Took yep. on Big Joker, Del Tucker, uh-huh. and uh, Mike Anthony. Nice. Oh yeah, I like. I love Mike Anthony. My, he's Mike good. Ant- nobody he's, sells on Earth. And like he's, Mike Anthony does. And he's a great heel, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, he is. And uh, Action Jackson I kind of feigned a heart attack. Uh, and he did the, and, the, he did one, the one, of one of those. Oh, oh that's great. The, the crowd. Oh, the, like that's when like he, his thing. That's well, his thing now. I remember it, the first time he did that, like a year ago or something. When he did it and he had that heart attack, the crowd went silent. They're like, what's going on? And when he did that, erupted. That's you could have ripped the, and, uh, Oh, that's amazing. Who, Del, Tucker, Del Tucker did double duty. He had a match with them. Um, have you seen Damone Salavino yet? No, uh-uh. Dude's awesome. Yeah. Uh, very over with the fans. He has this dark angel gimmick, so when he comes out, he has these giant black angel wings. Nice. And he looks super cool. But he had to this... order those from Hot Topic. <laughs> Where else do you get big black <laughs> angel <laughs> wings? I don't know, unless you're making them yourself. Yeah, you order them from Chris. Does uh, Chris, uh, what's the damn uh, magician? Chris Angel. Chris Angel must <laughs> have like a closet of just different right. colored wings, I oh, would I'm, imagine. Yeah, I'm sure he lives at the Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> he is Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyway, but that's cool. I'm glad that I'm glad that night. You always have good things to say about that. Yeah, show. that's it's. I have so much fun. So, uh, going did you there. Uh, watch any uh, NXT this week, buddy? Did oh, you, dude, uh, that, happen to watch show. Takeover? Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I I don't mind breaking fourth wall. I didn't watch it till I literally. I, I've been busy as all get out. Well, that's yeah, not trying yeah. to brag or anything, but I'm just busy as hell. And I literally have not been a lot watching a lot of wrestling on TV. Mm-hmm. As I like to tell my dad, I've been fucking living it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, so. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm such an idiot, man. That, that uh, anyway, that the all right. Let's go down the list. So, uh, the opener was Joe and Joe. Not bad, not amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, who was it up against? It was uh, was no. it the dude with the towel? No, that no. was because that's the that match was fantastic. I really like that dude. Which uh, one? The dude with the towel. Oh, Gable. Gable. I love yeah, Gable, dude. Talk about proving something when you ain't got jack shit well, at the beginning. You know who that they ta- they remind me of the um, greatest American tag team. Or world's greatest tag team. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 they, yeah, yeah. I see so yeah. much of that in them, uh-huh. and I hope it comes. To It'd fruition. be nice if they just repeated that. Yeah, they right. just kind of went that, with that. Yeah, that uh, what that roll up German mm-hmm. suplex. That's one of the craziest moves mm-hmm. I've seen. That looks so fucking dangerous. Yeah. on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so funny when you break into that wall past of like just being a big wrestling fan to where it goes back to the whole like. I hope he don't hurt. <laughs> I hope he doesn't hurt him with that. Um, the Joe and Balor won the tournament. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That and was, that was cool. cool. It was yeah. a good match, yeah. but it was like. It's Joe and Balor. Fine. But I tell you what, the cool two two big things came out of that that I liked. Uh that that match was cool. It was nice seeing Baylor in a in a tag match. I always like seeing it. It's nice seeing Joe in a, in some kind of a spotlight still. Like they haven't just buried his ass yet. And uh uh Well he hasn't but, faced John Cena yet. <laughs> you gotta make the list. <laughs> oh god damn man, John Cena. Anyway, so uh uh but uh uh stuff. Uh Baron Corbin and uh uh Rhino. And Rhino. 
I like that as a tag team personally. Yeah, I it, do. Was, it was kind of it was kind of like don't give me don't take this the wrong way. Uh, Big Boss Man and Akeem from back in the day when because at that point those two dudes as solos you were kind of like and eh, they're both mid carters. You know what I mean? But yeah. it, like together it was just fucking weird enough. And they could, they were both huge, right? You know what I mean? It, well, I, I actually liked it, and that that finisher where he did a version of his, but it was with an extra spin on it. All that that that's, looked pretty cool to me. That's cool. You yeah. know what I mean? It yeah. looked pretty cool. Have you seen the move Alan Steele does? Kind of like that. Yes. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Steel. It reminded me about that. It reminded that, me a lot. Yeah. That just looks. Yeah, fun. it just looks fun. Yeah, it does look kind of fun. Like <laughs> if you could if you could put me that on like a big soft mat or something like that, or in a big thing of foam, I'd love to do that. I'd totally let him do that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Apollo uh, uh, Cruz is going to be that holy. Holy fucking shit. That was like, put a belt on him. As soon as I saw that, I was like, put a belt on him. Yep. Like, like that. Like, that's a guy I would believe against Brock Lesnar. Yeah. With the right He's, kind of build. I, I, future you know what I mean? world it, heavyweight it, I felt bad for Tyler Breeze, how all of a sudden he went from, like, being the next big guy to being, like, you know, and he was almost kind of like the ravishing Rick Rude for right. a little bit. You know, the guy who was oh, sooner or later they're going to give him the belt for a second, but he'll always be in that spotlight of some kind. Right. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, dude. Apollo, that dude, that finisher was badass. Uh, uh, the she, I've never seen a better use, and it's got to be because uh, Tyler sold so well. But I've never seen such a great uh, right out the bat power. Like with Vader, when the first time you saw it, when they introduced oh, Vader in WCW, yeah. and you were just like, or Goldberg even, right. you're like, there is no, there, you legit believe there's no stopping that dude. You see Apollo, and you're like. Oh, a nice guy bulldozer. This is fucking. You don't ever yeah. see nice guy bulldozers very often. Who can actually wrestle? That drop kick, that six foot, that Dolph Ziggler s ton of drop kick he gave. I've never seen agility in a guy right? that size. You don't ever see that kind and of that, stuff unless uh, you see him to get big, 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 big. And he did the uh, twist. Didn't he do like a twisting power bomb? But he didn't go all the way to the ground with it. He just slammed his ass down. Yeah, you know, Spiked like big, him. big dudes do. You know, right? Yeah, yeah that, uh, that was good. Uh, the Japan girl, the Japan Asuka. Girl. Fuck me! They, I, th- I, I, I was like, are they letting someone be a submission wrestler? Because that would was, be nice. She was transitioning so smoothly, and, and, and this is the first time I've ever seen what's her nuts in a match. I actually liked Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke, because I can't stand Dana Brooke. Yeah, can't stand. She goes she, in that category of that really sexist, terrible thing that will never go away. Of like, well, she was naked. You know what I mean? And it's not a way you should look at women wrestlers. That's not that's sexist as hell. But like, you're like when you see her going, eh, like Eva Marie. I don't want to see her wrestle. Like, see her naked. You know what I mean? And that's rude and sexist, but that, you know what I mean? But but my point being is, she brought it really well. She matched with with that lady, that girl. What's her name again? Asuka. Asuka. I won't forget it again. Asuka. 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 Uh, She matched with Asuka really, really well. Like, that was a solid match for both of them. I I, I truly. Very great debut match. You know what I mean? Very, very good debut match, but also not. A good, decent match for Dana, where you didn't just bury her. It felt better so even than the Tyler Breeze one, I, I believe. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So who do we have after that? Uh, I think. I think that's it. The tag, yeah. The and, tag. And, and, was, the tag and, and I liked. I liked the uh, promo cuts. Cody Rhodes cut. Oh yeah, that was badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was nice seeing Cody. Man, all that. It's still hard for me to watch anything with Dusty without tearing up. It's really, really. Yeah. It's legit hard for me. Like, like. Uh, it, it's funny how my there's only a couple people where. When he died and when Robin Williams died, it really it really messed me up when Warrior died because Warrior was mine when I was a little little kid. Right, but like Dusty was mine f- throughout. 
You know what I mean? He was never maybe he wasn't always the tip top guy who I was going ape shit for, but you've never once said, Oh fuck, it's Dusty Rhodes. Not once that's, in your life have you exactly ever, true. ever and I can't say that for Jake the Snake. I can't say that for Ultimate Warrior. I sure as fuck ain't saying that for asshole Hulk Hogan. Uh <laughs> I've never been a Hulk Hogan fan. I was when I was a very small kid, just like when you're a little little kid, you like Superman. Right. Because you want the epitome of good guy. But as soon as you smarten up in any way, shape, or form, you either went one of two ways. You either went Macho Man or Jake the Snake. You know what I mean? I always wanted to be Macho Man, but I always knew all my dad's friends were like Jake the Snake. I was that all, makes any sense. I was always a warrior guy. Well, see, I, I always wanted to be the warrior. Yeah, yeah. But that's a different level. You know what I mean? Warrior always seemed like something unattainable. Uh, yeah. Macho Man, like Batman, in some weird place in your head, you're like, I could be that guy. I'd like to think I could maybe be right. that guy. And Jake the Snake is like, well, I know half my dad's friends are that guy. <laughs> they're that crazy. They're that dangerous. They're that weird. And they're that fucked up in real life. Right, you know what I mean? Right. But uh, uh, but after the, or that's that's when you find Batman or Wolverine. You know what I mean? Once yeah. you get tired of Superman, you know. But uh, uh, For me, it was Cable. Yeah. Just to show cable? My oh, uh, yeah. I love How Cable. How old are you? 33. Okay, so you're not that much younger than me. Yeah, K- I was a big, big Cable fan. Like, yeah, that's... that's How old are Deadpool. you? 36. Jeez. Yeah, I'm older than you, baby. Yeah, I did not know oh, that. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I keep clean shaving for a reason, honey. I'm not stupid. I gotta play this shit off as long as I can. My guitar player in the band Heels I'm in is like 27. Hey, good plug there. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, available on Spotify and iTunes. Yeah. Heels. Uh, but yeah, so... Um, but I think that brings us to... Yeah. Bailey Sasha. Dude. Fuck, man. Lance Storm. There is, there is so... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Lance Storm sent out a tweet saying that's the, one of the... That's probably the greatest wrestling... Not women's wrestling. Wrestling match he's ever seen. Yeah, I would I would easily, easily put it in the top 10. Top... I mean, arguably top 15, but I know I, For me, top 10. Because, like, the whole match started for me when the crowd started chanting women's wrestling. Well, I was and- like... Holy fuck! And you know, you know, I was like, shame on WWE or whoever it was for commenting on that. Or no, I think it was a, uh, the very first main event from a woman on NXT. Like that seems stupid. Like why do you need to point that shit right, out? Right. You know what I mean? Because I was totally, I totally would not have thought that. Right. I would know. I would not have known that. And I've been watching NXT for like three years now, and I would not have known. I would have totally assumed that they had at this point. So you're like, God damn it, dude! You just why'd you break kayfabe? I was totally into buying. I was totally into buying. <laughs> that you guys have been like this all the time. That's supposed to be the NXT thing. It's the it's the progressive, right? You know, the wrestling well, thing. And and like the chance progressed. Yeah. Oh at yeah. At the end of the match, they were chanting, "This is wrestling." Fuck, man, that was and. And Bailey was so Sasha brought back Sasha went back to old school Sasha. Yep. They played off on they really did well of playing off the fact that they were all buddy buddies. All four of them were really tight at one point on the big leagues. But like when she stomped on when she had she had her up in that half ass Boston crab and then she stomped on Bailey's fucking hand. That's legitimately stomped on her fucking hand. I was like that's just mean, you yeah. bitch. And and not and only then that, I'm like, instantly I was like, "Ooh, well done." And not only that, when she took Izzy's headband, dude, that was so fucking funny. Oh man! And then threw it, and it I think it hit I, her dad's I'm pretty head. Sure it hit it hit one of the family members. <laughs> what was to break that though for a second when they cut back to Izzy crying, and you you looked at her mom, and her mom was trying not to laugh out loud because she knows it's all bull. Even if Izzy right. doesn't, right? You know what I mean? They had to have talked to the parents, yeah. And I'm sure they I, had I, some kind of conversation with Izzy, but because. Izzy's such a pure person and such a little kid. Oh, you felt that went right through. Oh, dude. oh I was like, "Hey, such a bitch!" Oh, you bitch! That's not cool. You ratchet but bitch! It, it, like that's heat that you have never seen without being in an indie show. Right? That's heat that people like well, Cole Cabana and shit like well, that get all the time. That's, in that's indie Memphis shows. heat. Yeah, that's old school Memphis heat, right there. Right, and 
does I liked how um Bailey got really aggressive there at the end when she had that arm bar or Yo, the, no dude. The, the wrench grabbing when they her were fingers. messing around and she was kicking her in the fucking head at the end you're like that's a champion right this is like this is because it's only that would have only worked if it was the last 10 seconds of that 30 minute iron man match you know what i mean if she'd have done right. it at any other point in that match it would have been weird yeah like like sasha would have had to have done something fucking despicable like if she did it right after the hair the the pulling the headband thing maybe Mm-hmm. But probably not. But in that last ten seconds, you're like, "What the fuck?" I, Bailey's. I've never been so turned on by Bailey in my entire <laughs> life, and I mean that as like a wrestling <laughs> fan and a man. Like, who doesn't want a woman that stands up for herself and can whoop some fucking ass? You know what I mean? Any right. guy who wants a small, docile woman is a wussy. <laughs> wussy. <laughs> not my fan. Not kind of my kind of person. You know what I mean? Right. I want strong, intelligent women who I'm, I am like 5% afraid of. Bring in my wife. <laughs> Six foot three Mexican who will beat the shit out of you, but only when provoked. I do, right. this, I do this joke on stage about how men need to learn how to catcall better. That whole like, hey girl, and grabbing at arms and shit. My wife will break and has fingers. Will straight up break a finger. Go, no, don't touch me. You know what I mean? And Good. it's the sexiest Good. thing you will ever fucking see. It's like, I want to go home and make a baby with you, baby. Don't hit me. All right. Well, let, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to Sassy Steph. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Podcast. Welcome back. And joining me now on our on the phone is star of shimmer and shine we've got sassy steffi steffi welcome to the oversell podcast thank you so much for having me well we really do appreciate it and tell us uh one thing we always like to know is what actually got you into professional wrestling oh goodness um i started watching as a kid um it was basically like a weekend thing that my my parents did um, I mean, my mom and dad went to WrestleMania three. So obviously, I was too little, so I stayed at home with the grandparents or whatever. But um, you know, as I got older, I developed you know a love for it. They kind of fell out of it, you know, wasn't liking it as much anymore. And then um, I found independent wrestling when I was twelve. Started going to shows when I was twelve, and then when I was about eighteen or nineteen, I started going to a show that was in a bar. But I had to call to make sure like I could go because it was in a bar. You know, mm-hmm. so I did that and I became friends with everybody there. And I was so passionate about it that um, and I was going to school for um, broadcasting. So they asked me if I would ring announce one night when the ring announcer got sick. So I said yes. And that was um, one of the best decisions in my life, because then I started ring announcing all over the state of Ohio. And shortly thereafter, one of the wrestlers asked me, why don't you train? And I was like oh, why don't I? That's why, never, why haven't I ever thought of that? So I knew a couple of reputable schools. I went and watched some other uh, girls' matches and found Ohio Championship Wrestling, started training there, and that's how it all happened in the short, you know, nutshell kind of version of it. Well, cool. <clears throat> Who were some of the wrestlers you um, really looked up to when you first started watching? Uh, I mean, hands down, the reason why I started watching was Sensational Sherry. Uh, what she was doing with Shawn Michaels at the time was what really got me into it and really liking it. I was like, who is this lady with a raspy voice? I like her. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, her character was just so big and brilliant and, you know, sensational. 
And so I loved it. And uh, I just started following it then. And then, you know, I started, you know, figuring out who everybody really was. Like I watched it with my parents, but I didn't really care for it as much as they did. So, you know, if it was on, I watched it. But if not, I was like, you know, out playing Barbies or something. Mm-hmm. And um, so I saw Sensational Sherry, fell in love with her, fell in love with Shawn Michaels, started figuring out, you know, Brett the Hitman Heart and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, it was like her that really got me into it. Well, cool. Um, who did you train with? I trained with Big Guns Jeff Cannon in Coshocton, Ohio, which is in like pretty much the middle of nowhere. It's a little, uh, like farm town, I guess is the best way to explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why I started training there was because I saw, and I'm going to, I'm going to do a nice throwback here on the names. I saw Lexi Lane versus Chantel Taylor, who are now known as Taylor Wild, Chantel Taylor, Taylor Wild, and, um, Madison rain, who was Lexi Lane at the time. And Lexi is actually from a town right next to Coshocton. And that's where she trained. And I was like, I like this girl. I want to train wherever she trains. And that's why I went with Ohio Championship Wrestling. Very cool. Very cool. Now, um, you do a lot of work with um, Shimmer. How did you get into working with them? Um, Really, it was a lot of good timing um, because at the time, Madison Rain, which was then known as Ashley Lane, was doing a lot of work at Shimmer and I was kind of the girl, even though I'm older than her coming, like I was kind of her green girl that kind of went with her, you know, to learn the ropes kind of thing. And, and so I talked to Dave Prezak while I was there. Um, she put in a good word. So did Nevaeh and, you know, I got a tryout match. I had, I think two or three tryout matches before I actually debuted on the main roster. And that's how I got there. It was, really just, you know, being in the right place at the right time and, you know, having, you know, uh, Ashley Lane and Nevaeh pulling for me. Um, who were some of the other folks you worked with? Was uh, Were you working with Leva Bates when she was up there? Or have you worked with her? Yeah, um, I worked with Leva. Her first match, it was a tryout match as well. Um, I want to say it was me. It was like a tag match or a four-way match. It had to have been a tag match. I think it was me... Who, her and Rachel, I don't know. There's so many people. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So hard to remember. Back then, I'd have to get out my notebook and, like, really look. But I know her first match at Shimmer was a tag match on the pre-show, and I was in that match. I think it was, no, I remember, I remember, I got it. It was me and Casey Diamond, which is a girl from Montreal, versus her and Kimberly Cash. Mm -hmm. So that was the match. And um, it was fun, you know, from what I remember of it. I'm sure I could watch a video back of it. But I remember I just was, like, talking to Leva, and I was like, I really like this girl. And, you know, I'm obviously fast forward, what, six, seven years now, and I'm very excited for what she's all doing, you know, expanding her career. Yeah, we uh, we got to talk to her a couple of weeks back, and she's extremely nice and very humble, too. She's the best, honestly. Um there's very few people that taste success and really are like humble and sweet and still the same person. But her, she's one of those rare people, you know, and it, it's awesome because I mean, I think the sky's the limit with her and why they have not signed her yet is beyond me. I mean, the girl more over than half the girls on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's pretty impressive how well she's um, really promoted herself. Mm-hmm. Um, now, have you you've worked? Uh, have you done any work in Ring of Honor? Did I, I think I may have seen you in a couple of matches. Yeah, I had two matches way back when. I was way way too green to probably be in those matches. Mm-hmm. Well, my first match it was it was like uh, not even a minute long with uh, Sarah Del Rey, and it was just a quick squash, like nothing big. Um, but then. Sarah and Nevaeh also vouched for me at Ring of Honor. So uh, Nevaeh and I drove out to Philadelphia, and it was one of the first women's matches on um, HDNet when they were there. And it was Sarah and I versus uh, Nevaeh and Daisy Hayes. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. Um, Really good match. I liked it, but like I said, I was way too green to be there. I couldn't hang with, like, Sarah and Daisy yet. I was only, I think, like a year or so in the business at that point. I was just, you know, one of those lucky places and, you know, had, you know, high high enough uh, friends that vouched for me at that point in time to really get me there. I'd love to go back now that they're, you know, bringing the women of honor back. I think it would be awesome to go back. Well, we would love to. Uh, we would really love to see it. Um, now, you've also done wrestling with Shine? Yes. I've done, like, most of the biggest companies. It's pretty awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, I've done Shine quite a few times. My dog's barking. I apologize. <laughs> she, um, I'm surprised mine hasn't started yet either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I worked with Shine. I haven't been there in a little over a year, but uh, been in touch, and, you know, I want to go back soon. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that'll happen. And it's it's just hard because I moved from – Ohio to Canada so now it's an international flight mm-hmm. so it gets a lot more expensive when it becomes international even though it's like it's North America like you're not it's I don't know it's whatever but the can the Canada and United States you know like really we're international okay I get it we're two different countries but I whatever <laughs> It's just crazy. I I think it's crazy, but it is yeah, well, what it is, you know. Yeah, it 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 sounds crazy. Um, have you ever where 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 all around the country have you traveled to? Oh goodness, um, I've wrestled. I want to say fourteen different states. Um, I've done pretty much everything on the East Coast, um, and then I've done Nevada, California. Um, I'm trying to think where in the Midwest. But outside of the Midwest, I've done Illinois, Indiana, Michigan. Yeah, so pretty much most of the North, like the Midwest to the, you know, East Coast I've done. I haven't done the smaller states up in like the Northeast, like Massachusetts, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. Vermont, Maine, those. I would love to add those, though. You mm-hmm. know, that would be awesome. But I've done, you know, uh, Mississippi, Tennessee, Kentucky, oh. Florida. Well, what part of Tennessee? Uh, Nashville and Memphis. Oh well, that's you're ta- we. This podcast is based out of Memphis. Do you remember anything about your Memphis matches? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you... That was a long time ago. Oh really? Um, yeah, I did um one show out there, um, and it was after a custom show, so like I don't even remember what the name of the company would have been. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, hey, we have a show where you're gonna get paid X amount of dollars. We go do it after customs. I'm like, yeah, of course. Cool. So it was just like a fun match after customs, just to, you know, have some extra cash in my pocket. 
Very cool. Very cool. Well, you also are heavily involved with something called the Fireball Run. Can- yes, very much heavily involved, especially now. Um, Fireball Run something. This was my third year. We just completed um, about a week or so ago the uh, third season that I've been a part of. It's been around for nine seasons. And what it is is it's an eight-day life-size trivia game where it's like Trivia Pursuit. Um, And the contestants, which we refer to as fireballers, Mm -hmm. travel from point A to point B, and they have to figure out clues on how to get there. And we started this particular season, we started in Hartford, Connecticut, and we made our way all the way down to what we referred to as the Space Coast because we went to um, the Kennedy Space Center, and they were actually one of our sponsors this year, the Space Coast, which is part of the Kennedy Space Center. It's their tourism. Mm-hmm. And it was it's Cocoa Beach, Florida is where we ended up. And so they're trying to figure out clues, and each day we're in a different location. Well, we're in multiple different locations throughout the day as they're trying to figure out missions. And they get to do once-in-a-lifetime, rare, epic, you know, these missions are just, out of this world for the most part. And that's no pun intended for the space race. Cause that's what it was. It was fireball run space race. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were like a lot of the things that they got to do is so rare that, you know, a lot of people actually haven't done that at all. And what I do is I am the live broadcast and I go from breakfast to lunch to dinner. And what I do is I broadcast in the morning live on the internet on fireballrun.com. And we would talk about yesterday's events, today's events, and you got to see the um, back behind the camera, even though I'm in front of the camera, like back behind the other cameras, because mm-hmm. they're actually putting together a film series, which um, we do believe is going to be picked up by Netflix for the 2016 year. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it, a lot of big things going on for Fireball Run. Um, there's Roku and Amazon Fire TV and all these other, I mean, it's just expanding well beyond my wildest dream when I first started. Um, I started four years ago, but this was my third year. I didn't do the um, 2014 year, which was All-Stars and Movie Cars, but uh, I've been for the last two years straight in a row and it's been amazing. But what's, what's so great about this is these participants, like I said, we call them fireballers, are going from town to town, trying to figure out these different clues to get to where they're going. And they're not all the same clues. Like there may be, we had 50 teams this year, so we may have had five different places for these people to go to. So if you didn't get an envelope with that answer, then you can't go to the next one. You went to the wrong place. So, it, you know, it's not easy. But what they're doing is on this 2,000-mile drive, they're actually raising awareness for missing children. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fireball Run has partnered up with uh, a company called the uh, Child Rescue Network, which is our official charity, and they distribute each team, depending on where they're located from, um, has has a missing child from that area that the Child Rescue Network has provided for them. And what they do is as they're going and figuring out these missions, as they get to the missions, they can hand out these posters. As they stop for gas, they can hand out these posters. As they stop to do a little shopping or whatever they need to do, they hand out these posters to help raise awareness. And over the past nine years, they have been able to raise awareness to bring over 48 missing children home back to their families. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, so it's just like, it's amazing and we went, like I said, Topsville, or we went to Hartford, Connecticut, starting, and we went down to Florida. 
when we stopped in Topsville, North Carolina, this lady comes over to me at dinner because I had already finished the broadcast and now I'm at dinner. And she's like, um, excuse me, I have, I have a question for you. I'm like, of course. And she's telling me the story about this man who lives on Topsville Island, uh, North Carolina, that his son was kidnapped three years ago. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's heartbreaking. Well, here's what I'll tell you. Tomorrow morning we're going to broadcast live at 8 o'clock from the same general location. Come find me. We're going to do something about this. So in the morning, I didn't broadcast it because it was a little little emotional, but mm-hmm. all the fireballers got to hear his story, and I introduced him to the founder and um, CEO and president of the Child Rescue Network, Jeff Grismere. And so Jeff and him got talking, and then one of our contestants, who is uh, one of our celebrity contestants, actually, Ray McClellan, who is on Car Warriors, um, Motor City... Uh, I'm messing all of it, the names of the shows that he's done. But he's a car guy, and he's on TV on, like, Speed Network and all that kind of stuff. He's an amazing human being. What he did is he went, he found out the child's name, date of birth, the last picture, you know, what you would see on a missing child poster, like the other ones that the other contestants were distributing. And out of his own money, made 2,000 flyers to pass out for that little boy from Topsail Island who had been missing for three years for that man. And it's like stories like that, like, okay, they're playing a game and everybody wants to win and all that kind of stuff. But then you have moments like that that happen where you hear this heartbreaking story that brings it all back to what it's all about is, is you know, raising awareness for missing children. And then you have participants going out of their way to bring awareness to somebody that wasn't even originally a part of it this year, you know, because the Child Rescue Network obviously only knows the cases that are given to them. They don't know every single solitary case. So to have this guy, I put him in, you know, contact with the president of the, you know, Child Rescue Network, but then to have one of our contestants take it up another step above that, I mean, it was amazing to be a part of that and to know that, you know, this little boy maybe could come home because of, you know, one participant's noble act that, you know, I'm sure he's, you know, if he listens to this, he's probably cringing like, I didn't do it for the, no, you know, the, the right. notoriety of it. I did it because I want to try to raise awareness for this little boy because this story was heartbreaking but it's like this one person did that and it's so amazing that not only was he raising awareness now for the own the missing child that he was representing but now he's representing another and it was just it's it's so amazing when you see these people come together and be able to you know do something so much bigger than their celebrity than you know playing a game you know, they're doing it for the right reasons and trying to bring awareness to these missing children, bring them home. It's, it's, it touches my heart and really makes me like, I don't have kids of my own, but I can only imagine if I had a child and that child went missing, the pain that I would be going through on a daily basis and to have somebody so, you know, generous like that to help me raise awareness is just baffling to me. Wow. That's very cool. That's, it sounds like a very wonderful charity. Um, where can folks find more information about it? You can always go to fireballrun.com or you can, uh, they're on every social media, fireballrun.com, uh, fireballrun on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. And the Child Rescue Network is our charity. If you go there, donate to them, whatever you have. I mean, I, I think today I was on their website and it $10 helps two families. Wow. 
I don't know exactly what that money goes to, but I mean, for $5 a family, you can help do so much. And they do more than just, um, you know, raise awareness for these missing children. They have preventative classes that they teach, I guess is the best way to put it, you know, like how to communicate with your child and how your child can communicate with you and how to avoid these types of things, you know. Um, if a stranger does, a, you know, approach you, what do you do? If they're trying to take you kind of things, they teach these classes. But, like, one of the most heartbreaking things that I learned from working next to Jeff, who is, again, the president, he said that 93% of children that go missing are abducted by somebody that they know. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's insane. Yeah. Oh, to think that, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just, that number is so high, it's disgusting. Very, extremely. Ugh. And, it, like, he breaks, he's such an eloquent speaker. I mean, seriously, if you can go to childrescuenetwork.org and do anything, even just watch videos, I mean, he's he's so elegant in how he speaks, and he's such a wonderful speaker, but, it, you know, it is coming from his heart, and He's telling you all these statistics, and he breaks down the numbers even further. I mean, the 93% goes into, okay, a certain percentage is the, is you know, the non-custodial parent that's taking them, you know, or, you know, another family member or a friend of the family or whatever. Like, he can give you those numbers. And I'm just like, it's, it, it kills me to think that people kidnapping for any reason whatsoever, but then 93% of the people that are doing the kidnapping actually know their victim in some form or another. It's just like, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Man. Wow. That's, well, this this sounds like a fantastic um, charity and event, and get out there and support it, folks. I mean, it, it, I don't, we don't, me and my wife, we don't have kids yet, but, you know, it's something we're, 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 you know, we're trying to figure out and yeah, uh, I, I don't know, you know, I have nephews and if they were taken from me, I, I don't know what I would do. And yeah, it's, it, ugh. And it's crazy. Cause sometimes like I, throughout the year, I will put posters up and, um, on my Facebook page cause social media is the best way to get it out. Like mm-hmm. I can hang it up in the gas station and maybe 500 people see it. But if I put it up on Instagram, I have 2,000-some-odd followers. On Twitter, I have almost 8,000 followers. You know, so that, that right there is 12,000 people almost. You know what I mean? Or not 12, almost 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's social media. It spreads like wildfire if we can get people to post it. And, you know, it's crazy because I'll go back and look and it'll be like one person shared the photo. And I'm like, man, that's that's heartbreaking too is like, it's almost like these people don't, like, if they don't see it, they don't, you know, it doesn't exist. If they don't post it, repost it, it doesn't exist, mm-hmm. but it does. And so if you do follow me on social media and I do post a poster, please, you know, forward that on. Because another statistic that Jeff said many times when I was uh, near him last week doing the fireball run is, one in six missing children are brought home because one person sees the picture. Wow. And that, that to me is like, okay, that's not great odds, but that's still odds. That's still a a percentage that that little child could be brought home. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so if, if I put one poster 
online and that child somewhere and I have over 10,000 people that could possibly see it, who knows if that person's seen that kid or not. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's boggling to me. And like last year when I did it, we were in Enid, Oklahoma, and I'll never forget the team from Enid was um, representing a child that was from Enid. And there was a kid that came up and was like, I just saw that girl the other day a couple hundred miles away. Wow. And that's all that it takes is just a clue. If you saw that person a hundred miles away, you can call the child rescue network can call the police, get them in contact. And at least it's a lead. It's something like, even if it perhaps wasn't that child, at least it's a lead, you know, cause a lot of these cases after a certain amount of time, it goes cold because the police don't have the manpower or the talents well, I shouldn't say talents because they're very talented mm-hmm. individuals, but they don't have the manpower to right. the resources. every single missing child for months on months when there's no leads. Right. The, you know, they have to do other things to protect other people, you know, and it, it's heartbreaking that they can't do that. But that's what the Child Rescue Network is doing. We're trying to raise that awareness so that there can be more leads. We can bring more children home. We just have to, you know, kind of do some legwork for them because you know, they have other things that they have to be taken care of. Wow. Well, go ahead and let's go ahead and plug um, the website. And once again, both for the Fireball Run and for the Child Network. It is fireballrun.com and it is childrescuenetwork.org. Go out there and if check them out, folks. follow me, I'll put them all up too. So Great. Well, um, what all events do you have coming up? Well, I have quite a few in Montreal, actually. Um, on October 17, I have uh, Femme Fatale in Montreal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe it's going to be me versus Veda Scott. I don't know if they've announced that or not, so wow. it's exclusive for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I actually, thinking about it, they announced one of the matches today, and it's just the first match that they announced. So, yeah, definitely exclusive for your podcast there. Well, thank you. Um, so that'll be fun, unless something happens. But I don't, I mean, it's been this way for a couple of months now, so I'm sure it won't. And uh, then I have a couple of shows coming up where I'm going to be tagging with Chris Eros, who is my significant other, and doing some mixed tags in the Montreal area. So I'm very excited to get to work with him because this will be our first time actually working as a team, <laughs> we're usually opposites. We're usually, I'm the heel and he's the baby face. So <laughs> it'll be weird to see what people put us together at. Oh, that's so cool. Well, where can folks find <laughs> you on social media? On Facebook, it is official sassy stuffy. That's facebook.com official slash official sassy stuffy. On Twitter and Instagram, it's a sassy stuffy, all one word. And all of my links and stuff like that for my other stuff are up there, like my wrestling tees websites and all that good jazz. Very cool. Well, I know you're extremely busy, and I'd love to have you on some more sometime, maybe right before um, next year's Fireball Run, so we can talk about it some more. But thank I would love to. You. Oh, thank you so much for coming on the show, and we I, good luck in everything you got coming up in the future. All right, thank you so much. Have a great night, guys. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Back. That was our interview with Sassy Steffi. We well thank done, you for, sir. We, thank you. Well done. Thank hey, you. You're very good at that. I have no problem putting you over on your own podcast. <laughs> I listened to this show. That was very good. You're, you're, I, we were just discussing before we started the show today about how I'm not a fan of doing interviews on mine because I, I'm kind of a pussy. 
I don't like doing. I when I talk to people, I want it on a stage. If I don't know you, it's got to be a distance between it. I, right. I feel, and you do a great job of not marking. See, that's the thing I get weirded about. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, no, never been times you have problems. Not Bruno, like problems, Bruno. But I that's different. Oh, you know what I mean? But see, I would not have been able to not be. Like so, that time, do you, do you when I when I when I when I when I saw you at Cracker Barrel with Sid Vicious in 1986, what? did you see me too? So what you're saying is you go Chris Farley on him. Oh, do you I remember would. that. Skit? Remember that. Remember that time you were on WCW. That was man, awesome. that was awesome. <laughs> All right, Josh, I know you're extremely busy. You got plugs. Uh, I do a monthly show at the High Tone here in Memphis, Tennessee called Don't Be Afraid of Comedy Memphis. Uh, you should come out. It's the first of every month on uh, November 8th, I believe. I am opening hey. up for Brooks Whelan from uh, uh, Saturday Night Live. November 8th is a very Tone. important day. Why is that? That's my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. You well, should come so out to the old comedy show. I'm sure you'll have something to do. It's fine. You can just yeah, brush me off I think here. I'm going to take a day off of work. So Ooh, it'll be Well, it's a Sunday. That should, it should be pretty easy. Well, it? well, I mean the day after. Oh, God. There you go. Oh, yeah. There you I, go. I like to sleep in. There you go. go. You want me to meet someone from SNL? Come on. Come on <laughs> down to the comedy show. Sure. Anyway, so I got a monthly. Uh, I, don't, I have a, my own podcast called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark on iTunes. Uh, check that out on iTunes or Facebook, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark podcast. Uh, I uh, I have a record out that's on iTunes and on uh, the old uh, Spotify. Spotify called uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. I'm a big of the Don't Be Afraid tag. If you listen to it while you're at your cubicle, please put headphones in. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it, listening it, to that uh, record. You've got a taste of it from the podcast here. Yeah. Uh, I, and it's not <laughs> like it's a really that dirty. It's actually a real sweet Kind yeah. of album. My my mom's like that is so sweet. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you just you just say fuck a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, but I've got that, and you should check out my band Heels because uh, we don't suck. We're the best band you'll ever hear. I have it's the one thing in life I'm cocky about. I'm not cocky about my comedy. I'm not cocky about my hosting. But I'm cocky as shit about that band. And I have a band called Ombres that has a song dedicated specifically to Macho Man Randy Savage. So check out Ombres. Check out Heels. Both on Bandcamp. Both on SoundCloud. And both cl- <laughs> both on the Facebook. <laughs> I I just don't see how you can be this busy. It's uh, you got you make it with something. You know, I gotta. Hey man, gotta idle hands, right? Idle hands are damn skippy. If I don't do that, I'm just watching TV. I think that's really where it comes down to. Yeah. I love, especially now that I'm married, I love my wife more than anything. And there's nothing on earth I love more than sitting on the couch not doing anything with my wife. Gotcha. And if I don't, yeah. if I don't make other things, then that's all I will do, and I will be pissy. Mm-hmm. I end up being the whole guy. Oh, bored. My wife will be like, "What was that, honey?" I go, "Nothing." <laughs> I want attention, but not like directly, because <laughs> I'm an idiot like that. Anyway, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Oh man, this week. thank you for. I, re- I really appreciate some time out, Dan, and we had to make the hot tag this week. Make the hot tag, man. It's it the way it is. It's, it's the way it is. Well, also we like to end every episode. We like to do superstar of the week. <laughs> superstar so. of the week. Who's yours? No, no, no. no hold on. I got, oh, oh, you, you're oh. the flow. My bad. My All bad, right, dude. So, Josh, I've got to ask you, who is your superstar of the week? Well, uh, he's going to end up being, uh, he got hurt, but and we'll probably not get to see him fight for another eight months. So my superstar, though, is, all right, now let me ask you this. Is he active, inactive, what? Whoever you want to Oh, it's CM Punk, hands down. It's going to always be CM Punk with me. Okay. He was the reason I got back into wrestling, and it what's the worst, one of the worst things that ever happened to me in life, and this is in, like, top 20 worst things, is that my wife and I got back into wrestling, and that was the last pay-per-view he was ever on. Oh. Like, literally the next week he was gone. Yeah. And I was like, oh. but we... But I'm I'm back for you. I found out about you. Like you know, uh, if you take other than the fact, my wife likes to say if 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 CM Punk wasn't straight edge, that would be Josh's wrestling character. 
Because other than the straight edge thing, I would have been. That's exactly the every single thing he's done, except I wouldn't have the amazing thing to fall back on about being drug free and drama free. So, what about you? Uh, my superstar of this the week is, awesome. is going to be. I'm going to have to. Yeah, go I for gotta, it, dude. It's I your show. Go, I got to go. Bailey and Sasha Banks. Oh, well done. See, if I'd have put some thought into it, I, mine probably would have been Bailey, just because I can't put that girl. The only person, the only female wrestler I like more than Bailey or Charlotte is Blue Pants. So if I'm picking two, I'm picking two. Because okay. Blue Pants is, A, I loved her as a worker, and I love her attitude, and then I heard her on this show, and I love her as a person. Because she seems pretty legit, pretty real. Yep. And uh, and so I can't say not. So I'm getting two. I'm sneaking in another one. Okay. Blue, I'm, I'm going, but Sasha and Bailey, great. I, there's no two people on earth who deserve that more than anything. You should tweet them and let them know they did that. I guarantee you, even if they don't retweet it or favorite it, they'll look at it and smile. Well, no. no. That's all we can ask. That's all we can ask. Well, that's going to be it for this week, you guys. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. Be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropenuts, S-C-H-R-O-E-P-N-U-T-S. I'm at Joshua McLean on Twitter and at Yell for Life on Instagram. Be sure you also check out the Amazon Amazon link at oversellpodcast.com. Yeah, if you, if you buy a thing there, they get money. We get money. You get, you get props and stuff like that. I'm totally ripping that idea off. I meant to do that and set that up this week. I'm totally ripping that off and doing something like that for my podcast and my show. Good. Good. Well, Josh, thank you, man. Thank you, Derek. And we are going to get out of here. Thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. This is the Oversell Podcast. Dun, 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 dun.